Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Manhattan-bound B-Express train. The next stop is Grand Street. Mind the gap. Hello, I'm John Elledge. The year is 2020 AD, and this is Skylines, the Cinemetric Podcast. Actually, not for the first time, that's a lie. This isn't going to be an episode of Skylines at all. Uh, as I record this, it's lunchtime on Friday the 3rd of January. Uh, I've been back in the office a day and a half after Christmas. It's already shaping up to be a, a pretty busy time. We've got a Labour leadership contest, a Liberal Democrat leadership contest, uh, upteen uh, mayoral elections this spring, and the looming threat of war with Iran. So possibly um, by the time you sit down to listen to this, it'll be too late for human civilization. Anyway, the upshot of all this is I haven't had time to, to record a proper new episode of Skylines. Uh, we've got a couple in the pipeline already, actually, for a new a new series, which I'm holding back on slightly, in which I, I go for walks around town with uh, with candidates to be London's mayor. I've already been out with the, the Green candidate, Sean Berry, and the Liberal Democrat, Siobhan Benita. I'm trying to pin down the others. Um, but we're holding we're holding off on that until we've got further along with that series. So so this week, it's one of our occasional uh, guest episodes in which we, we run something from another podcast by a friend of by a friend of the podcast. Um, this occasion, it's it's uh, Royful Brown, who many of you will have heard before, and who was our founding producer, who runs uh, a number of podcasts that will be of interest to you guys, I'm sure. One of which is uh, Map Corner, which uh, which we ran an episode from last summer. This is actually from a different series he did called Commonwealth Voices. Uh, and it's a story about how how the city of Kingston, Jamaica, is is fighting air pollution, um, which is obviously a very a very city metric topic. So I thought this was a, an excellent opportunity to kind of get to a part of the world we don't talk about very often, and also to kind of give me give me a day off. So anyway, for the rest of this, you'll just be hearing uh, Commonwealth Voices, uh, and you should uh, check out the rest of the series and follow Royfield, who's at Royfield on Twitter. I'll be back in a, in a week or two with some, some good old-fashioned uh, skylines. See you soon. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Commonwealth Voices is a podcast about citizens coming together to participate in democracy and influence the institutions that shape their lives. Welcome to Commonwealth Voices. I'm Royful Brown. 
I'll be your host and guide in the series featuring stories from across the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth covers 20% of the world's land area and six continents. With an estimated population of 2.4 billion people, that's collectively a third of the world population, each with their own unique voice. It's Tuesday morning in Kingston, Jamaica. It's 6.30 a.m. I'm Suzanne Stanley, the CEO of the Jamaica Environment Trust. You're tuned to RGR 94FM Real Jamaican Radio. We invite you now to stay tuned for an update. 28 degrees Celsius. So, Suzanne, what's the weather like in Kingston, Jamaica today? It's a bit overcast today, actually. Um, looks like it might rain. And you are the CEO of the Jamaica Environment Trust. Tell us a little bit about the organisation. How big is it? And, and what exactly is its remit? We are a non-government environmental organization. We were started in 1991 by my predecessor, uh, Diana McCauley, and um, I took over as CEO in January this year. So I'm relatively new to leadership in the organization. We have about five people on staff. You know, I say about because sometimes we, because we have very close relationships with some former staff members who still kind of operate as contractors from time to time. So a lot of people don't realize how small JET is. You know, we're featured in the media a lot of the time. We have this very good relationship with the journalists in Jamaica. Often they'll come to us and ask us for our, um, our opinion or our position on various environmental matters. And you say it's a non-governmental organization. Is there a Jamaican governmental department that you liaise with, work with, or is this something which is completely contracted out of government services? Um, no, actually, there is a state agency with responsibility for the environment. It's called the National Environment and Planning Agency. So NEPA is the state agency, but they have a dual function. So they are kind of a amalgamation of what was once called the Natural Resources Conservation Authority and the Town and Country Planning Authority it kind of joined together to create this uh, one agency, which in and of itself causes issues. Because if you think about uh, an agency that's not only responsible for environmental protection and conservation, being coupled with an agency that is uh, charged with, uh, you know, approving planning and development permits. Um, you can see where there is some conflict that arises. We have been labeled as kind of like a watchdog for NEPO and for, you know, other government agencies as it relates to environmental decision making. So you're helping keep and hold the government to account? Essentially, yes. A fire that started yesterday at the Riverton City landfill on Spanish Town Road in Kingston is still raging at this hour. It's reported that the blaze has worsened due to heavy gusts of winds fanning across the area. So Riverton has been this persistent problem in Jamaica. 
and you decided that something needed to be done, why did you decide to apply for a grant via the Commonwealth Foundation? So, so someone told us about the that there was a call for proposals from the Commonwealth Foundation. We were aware of the organization, but we hadn't actually ever applied for a grant from the Commonwealth Foundation before. But when we looked at so the kind of themes that they were interested in funding, um, the kinds of projects that they were interested in funding, especially the whole aspect of um, citizens' voices and promoting you know, um, community-led um, projects and working with local communities on various issues. Um, you know, of course, JET's main areas of focus are environmental education and advocacy. But, you know, the Commonwealth Foundation just seemed to be a really good fit for what we wanted to do uh, versus, you know, what their interests were. Thick smoke rising from the Riverton City landfill for a second day in a row. The Jamaica Fire Brigade, Jamaica Defense Force, the Office of Disaster Preparedness and Emergency Management and private contractors are said to have been engaged at different levels trying to contain the fire. The problem of the burning of things like rubber tires and various other kind of waste issues was quite severe and it got a lot of national press in Jamaica. Could you tell us some of the extent of some of the immediate health issues that people in Riverton actually experienced? Riverton actually became a very hot topic during our delivery of the project. After six days, the fire at the Riverton dump has been contained by fire officials. However, local agency, the Jamaica Environment Trust, JET, says there's a lot to be answered for. The Jamaica Environment Trust is deeply alarmed at the state of affairs concerning the Riverton dump. It should not be that every year the country has to expend millions of dollars to out these types of fires. This morning during devotion, the children started coughing. It was really very bad. We couldn't even see. We have a number of children in here who are asthmatic or suffer from some bronchial problem. They were just falling down. We didn't even finish devotion. We had to make them go back in the classroom. It got even worse. And we decided, okay, we would send them home because they were getting sick now. Even some of the teachers, even though we had put on masks, they were getting really, really down now. Communities that are close to Riverton, we ended up partnering with them under the project. Seaview Garden is a peaceful community. I love Seaview Garden because it was my first home. Once there's a burning at Riverton, we actually feel the effect of it. When the smoke from Riverton come over on us, all the curtain of the house black. A lot of persons have complained that they have asthma issues and other respiratory illnesses. Sometimes we cannot breathe. Especially when night comes, you're on your veranda, you smell the whole place. So this place is killing us. When you're breathing, my nose burn me. Sometimes it smells like them are born tired, them are born dead dog at the same time. Coming like it rests on my stomach. Sometimes I forgot to drink some water or buy a Wrigley's and chew it. Forget the smell off of my stomach. I look like me swallow the smell. The government need to step in and get this place clean up.
there is this community that has been established around the dump, around the waste disposal. So the government likes to call it waste disposal site. You know, we call it a dump. There's, it's not a landfill. Let's just, just put it that way. And uh, the smoke, the air quality issues, that it's illegal burning of tires uh, has become particularly bad in recent years. And it got really, really bad towards the end of 2017, early 2018. You know, so and it was brought to our attention by this, uh, you know, community representative who is tweeting about it saying look i can't breathe you know like i have to lock up my windows in the night and i have sinus problems my neighbor has asthma she's on a ventilator please help us what can be done and you know mentioning at mentioning jet at mentioning the prime minister nepal etc so we found out about this and there's been ongoing air quality problems in the area so you got the grant what did that then allow you guys to do immediately with with those funds so for a small organization like jet it's difficult for us to um outside of project support unless we have some kind of project funding it's difficult for us to kind of like respond to issues like this beyond maybe a letter press release that type of thing so what it actually allowed us to do was uh, through the public education campaign, we're able to go into these communities and shoot film, so film testimonials about the air quality issues that they were experiencing. We went into a community called Corville Gardens, and which are adjacent. So these are not communities that are necessarily right beside the Riverton dump, but they're like within a one mile radius of the dump. And we're able to speak with residents. They were able to tell their stories. They were able to voice their concerns. So, and they were able to essentially, you know, tell Jamaica how that was affecting them. We are currently standing in Corby Gardens. It's a very nice community. The only problem has been for the last couple of years is the constant nuisance of the smoke just being a few miles from the Riverton City Dome. There is a stench that is unbearable. Uh, it makes breathing almost impossible. We've had to resort to opening the windows and doors. Because sometimes you, you go to your bed at 9 o'clock and just wake up in the middle of the night coughing. It is so bad that uh, we had to invest in several air purifiers. Uh, my wife has developed chronic respiratory problems. We have had to resort to as much as doing a brain scan because our sinuses just would not get better. Uh, so most time a good now, uh, five times out of ten, these don't work and we have to use a nebulizer. How long can anybody continue to live in this sort of condition? We've had two fires, we've had burning of this kind of noxious gas. How quickly, with your advocacy, how quickly did the Jamaican government swing into action to address the issues? Well, I mean, the, the immediate reaction, of course, is the fire department. You know, they mm-hmm. have to go in and extinguish the place, I think. But Riverton is a long-standing issue, right? It has been a problem for decades. It, there's no easy fix to the problem. But because uh, we were able to kind of do this advocacy, because we're able to you know, show these testimonials get more public awareness around the issue. We also had the facility to review the report that came out of the National Environment and Planning Agency 
following the file. You know, we had this technical expertise. Um, we have a, a volunteer who assisted with the project, a former University of the West Indies lecturer in environmental chemistry, a, a gentleman called Dr. Anthony Greenaway, who assisted us in, in looking at uh, this uh, report that came onto the file. So we were able to do a review. We were able to send it into NEPA. We were able to say, look, these are the issues. You know, we're able to get the media talking. There were quite a few interviews, uh, not only surrounding the file, and impacts of that, but also surrounding this mm. report being released and Jet's review of the report and our interpretation of, you know, the findings and you know our concerns, not only about the impact of the fire, but just in how the state was monitoring air quality in the area. So shut down that dump was the greener headline for the article revealing the findings from NEPA's air quality report, which stated that residents in the surrounding areas are being exposed by harmful pollutants. So let's have a chat with Suzanne Stanley, who is the Chief Executive Officer. Jamaica Environment Trust. Jamaica Environment Trust. Yeah. Good morning. Suzanne, we've been talking about this Riverton dump for whenever I can remember. Yeah. Um, you're suggesting it shouldn't be there, it should be moved. Move it to where? Obviously, a site suitability study would be necessary. We've been talking about this for years. There seems to be no movement in that direction. If it's not moved, what's the next move then if you're not going to move it? When we're looking at the report that was released by NEPA last week, and the results of the report were not really very surprising. There was a huge fire at the dump, and it negatively impacted air quality. But what was concerning was that uh, in the report, uh, we saw where there's already air quality issues in the area, it's an area that is already suffering from poor air quality. So an incident like this is actually making what is a bad situation much worse. Mm. So let's talk about the study. Marked increases in toxic gases. 46 pollutants were detected from the analyses conducted. Was that surprising to you? I read a report that said some, some of those um, compounds were like two and a half times what it should be. As it related to the benzene, it was 40 times what the annual levels have been set at. And this is really concerning because prolonged exposure to these kinds of substances can cause cancer. So you said we've been talking about this for years, um, Suzanne. Is this a lack of will? Action has been needed for a very long time. This is tying into some of Jamaica's bigger waste management challenges. Waste management has never really been a priority in the country how we manage our garbage, uh, all ties into where we send our garbage. You right. know, and, you know, in 60% of the cases, that is the Riverton dump. If it's not moved, is there anything that the residents, the, the surrounding residents can do if it's not moved? Following the last major fire, we were promised that there was going to be a health impact study. You know, looking at what some of the impacts on the people's health in the area had been from that fire and just, you know, prolonged exposure to fires of that nature and the poor air quality in the area. It never happened. Is this something that you could do independently, Suzanne, or is it something that you have to wait on the government to do? Well, the health impact study, it's quite an extensive, expensive type of study that would be needed. Um, we would investigate whether we can find funding to do something like that. But, you know, we would need the buy-in from the various government agencies mm -hmm. to participate to facilitate. So. Right. Well, I hope we don't have to talk about this anytime soon again, but thank you for weighing in well, this morning. We've been talking about it a lot. We've I know. I know. Chief Executive Office of the Jamaica Environment Trust, Suzanne Stanley.
So Suzanne, how long did the uh, campaign last for and how long was the grant actually for as well? It was a two year grant. We used the first half of the grant to conduct our research for the review that we did on the air and water quality framework, the, the legal framework governing air and water quality standards. And then the second half, so the second year of the grant, um, after we launched that review, that was when we did a public education campaign in the second year. So the public education campaign ran from October 2017 until the end of the grant, which was September 2018. So when you're talking about Riverton, for example, you know, Riverton is one side of the issue. That's where your waste ends up. That's the part of the issue that you that many Jamaicans don't see. Most Jamaicans have never been to Riverton. Most Jamaicans don't think about Riverton unless uh, there's a dump fire that's affecting Kingston or there's some item on the news. Have you been back to Riverton recently and could you give us uh, an update as to how the residents are doing? Yeah, we went there yesterday, actually, uh, Dan and I. So Dan, our former CEO, she's still a chair of our board. Uh, and we also paid a visit to the Riverton Waste Disposal site yesterday. And I mean, I wouldn't say the situation has improved, really, um, in terms of the air quality issues. You know, I mean, the, you could see like 10 to 12 fires. So not on the dump itself. The dump is being covered. You know, we could see the trucks coming in, dropping off the garbage at the tipping face. You know, front end loaders pushing the... The, the, I guess it's construction material that they use to cover it, some kind of aggregate that they use to cover it. Um, so that the site is, uh, you know, operating as it normally does, but like these little fires all around the, the waste disposal site in the community that's kind of, so it's separated from the community by a river called the Bahaini River. So the dump is on one side, and the community is on the other side. And so on the other side of the river, you can just see these like fires in the community, like black smoke, you know, just going up into the air. And I mean, and it affects the air quality, even on the dump itself. You know, you're standing there, you're looking at the garbage, you're looking at the dump, you're looking at the act activities on the dump. And like, you know, your eyes are burning, you know, your nose is burning, you know. I mean, could tolerate it for about, I would say I was standing up there for about maybe 20 minutes before I was like, okay, Need to, I need to go now, I need to go now. And then, you know, I think about, there, the community is living in this every single day. Every day, I'm, I'm complaining about being in this, this poor air quality for like 20 minutes. You know, I'm thinking, ah, I need to get out of here. And this is, this is every day for these communities that surround the dump. And, you know, it's really a very sobering thought. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, I'm Anthony McKenzie. I'm the director responsible for environmental management and conservation. Broadly involves air quality management, pollution prevention and management. So, Mr. McKenzie, obviously, Riverton was had a, a terrible issue in the last few years with fires. And JET was one of the NGOs that uh, took that issue very much to its heart and tried to give the community around Riverton a voice. Could you tell us what was the result of the community stakeholder meetings that were organised by JET with NEPA? I'm aware of the initiative that was supported by the Commonwealth where it looked at and engaged a number of communities associated with industrial facilities. Specifically with Riverton, um, JET has always been involved in advocacy relating to the fires at Riverton and its impact on the wider community. Do stakeholder meetings provide NEPA with a better understanding of the impact of the Riverton fires on the people that they affect in the community? Stakeholder meetings that we, that we were engaged in were targeted by virtue of um, activities. They formally engaged the community. We were brought into workshops, um, not only NEPA, but other regulatory agencies. There was a synthesization session for the for the participants and members of the community otherwise, and then we were brought together looking at strategies, largely focused on how the community can be empowered. So NEPA definitely thinks that the stakeholder meetings, which dealt with the wider issue of clean air, have helped to influence the way in which you engage with communities. Yeah, I think there, there's, there's value in that. I mean, as part of our regulatory responsibility, we have registry requirements. We also have establishment of a community council so that there is that interaction between the community, the regulators, and the actual facility. So the work objects would have been positive in that regard because we have to bolster and sort of engender improved knowledge by way of community members. So after a two-year campaign and a grant from the Commonwealth Foundation, what were the outcomes? 
so well, we had this great uh, publication that looked at air and water quality issues uh, more broadly. That was a really um, fantastic outcome. You know, we're really proud of that publication that we did. You know, first time I think an NGO in Jamaica, at least, has ever done a review of that kind. Mm -hmm. um, we brought stakeholders together. So we brought government officials together with community members uh, to air out these issues. So the community members were, you know, brought directly to government and industry stakeholders. These are these are people who are immediately being affected by these air and water quality problems. And, you know, they're able to air their grievances directly and, you know, get contact information for the industry, contact information for the government so that they can follow up on, on these issues. So that was very good. Although we can't say that the public education campaign that we did for the Clean Air and Water Project, you know, was directly responsible for some of the announcements that happened last year, we do think that it went a very long way to kind of place this added pressure on the government of Jamaica to do something about the air quality issues, especially as it relates to the Riverton City Dome. We, we feel very good about the campaign and the, the release of that review and the kind of advocacy that came with that from, you know, both the, the citizens being able to give testimonials as to how this is impacting them, how this is affecting their health and their environment. Right. Um, so at the end of last year, actually it was New Year's Eve, um, Jet was actually closed, but there was a Government of Jamaica press conference. I'm not sure if you heard, but the head of the enterprise team um, who is charged with leading the divestment of the Riverton dump, he came you know, onto the podium to make an announcement and um, he announced that the Government of Jamaica actually you know, now intends to wind down operations at Riverton. So, you know, they're going to they're essentially going to be moving the dump. So they, they, I mean, he spoke to things like, you know, um, slowly transitioning away from that site. So we, there was an announcement last year to say that uh, tires will no longer be going to Riverton. They're going to be going somewhere else. But I guess I think the intention now is to move other materials away from that site. So you'll just find that over time, less and less garbage is going to be going to Riverton. And I think the hope is that they'll eventually be able to transition to Greenlands is what the term he used. And how that impacts air quality issues is that Riverton, of course, is a major source of air pollution in that area and it really impacts the public health and environment of all the communities around it. You know, I'm really happy to hear that this is, uh, the act, that this action is gonna be finally taken after decades that, you know, JET has been advocating for this, uh, both under this project and before, you know. Um, you know, it's really, really great to hear that this uh, much needed action is is gonna be taken. So we, we're hoping that they're gonna fast track that. They, they, they gave, uh, end of 2019 deadline we we would love to see it happen even more because of course an announcement doesn't fix the air quality issues that mm -hmm. are experienced area, right the the citizens are still being impacted by poor air quality associated with the dump so you know we do want to see that happen but it's really really good news especially to start off 2019 so we're happy about that
My name is Comfort Osilaja and I'm the Grants Manager for the Commonwealth Foundation. I've worked at the Commonwealth Foundation for seven years, managing the Grants Programme, which is a £1 million grants programme open to civil society organisations across the Commonwealth. So I'm imagining that you give out grants to organisations obviously all over the Commonwealth, but you must strike up a bit of a relationship with, with those organisations and the people who are actually running them. So how is it working with Suzanne on this project? It was great working with Suzanne. I met her a couple of times during the duration of the project. She's very passionate about the work that she does and that passion comes across really strongly when you talk with her and it really helps you get a real good sense of how the project is progressing when you speak in person with somebody and, and how important those issues are and Suzanne is really good at sort of making you really understand how important the project is. your property deal with your garbage properly the air quality i got depend upon what practices don't reward we no need no apologies old car tire just a simmer what that smoke it a come out of your beamer what that rubbish it a burn in your yard what that breathing thing i get harder take the lead clean it set speed clean here we want clean here we need clean here for breathe out say clean here we need tighten for everybody step up Make we come together and clean up the scheme Clean up the air, set speed, oh you mean Clean air for breed out, say clean air we need Clean up the air, set speed There's no substitute for clean air So that's it for today's podcast But you can continue the discussion online by tweeting us At Commonwealth.org Or by finding us on Facebook with the same username That's Commonwealth.org You'll find links on Facebook and Twitter to Commonwealth Insights, policy briefs that explore a whole range of issues such as these we've explored in this show. Anything from migration, climate justice to women negotiating peace. As this is our first podcast, we implore you to go onto Apple Podcasts or a podcatcher of your choice and go and write us a review because it helps visibility for the show and gets more people then to be aware of us so they can listen too. I'm Rayful Brown. You've been listening to Commonwealth Voices. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.